1: Inter Milan nil Liverpool 2 in the Champions League. Liverpool going to the San Siro and getting the big win to give them a good advantage ahead of the second leg at Anfield. For those that didn't see the game, you'll hear a lot of narratives, you'll hear that Jurgen Klopp was out-coached, Inter were the better team, Liverpool were lucky, and all of it's nonsense. All of it is absolute nonsense and not based at all in the reality of what happened. There was A 15-minute spell in the second half, where Inter were the better team. But in the first half, it was an even game that we shaded. We had more of the ball, more opportunities. Their defence was in panic mode for the majority of the first half. Lots of last-second blocks and tackles and desperation defending as we opened them up, but failed to find that final ball or you had a player trying to just dribble past one more player rather than getting a shot away. And it was a bit frustrating, but there's no question that we were the better team in that first half. They had that really good spell at the start of the second half where they'd made a couple of tactical tweaks. They moved the ball a bit quicker. They were getting it wide to Perisic on the left and he was attacking Trent, but Trent to his credit dealt very well with the the situation Perisic put in a couple of crosses. None of them led to anything. You never felt like they were going to score. The closest they came was when Chalinaglu hit the bar in the first half. But aside from that, I mean, they didn't trouble Alisson at all. He he had zero saves to make. They didn't get a shot on target. And you didn't feel like they were going to score. On 60, Klopp made a triple substitution. Now, he picked a team... Which I think everybody was happy with of Alison, Trent, Canate, Virgil, Robertson, Elliot, Fabinho, Thiago, Salah, Jota, and Mane. He brought on Firmino for Jota at half time. Diogo rolled his ankle in the first half and apparently could be out for a little bit of time, but we'll wait and see what happens with that. On sixty he brings on Keita for Elliot which was an understandable substitution. Harvey had had a quiet game, not a bad game, but a quiet game. He brings on Diaz for Mane. Likewise, Mane had had a quiet game. Wasn't bad, Was won a, won a number of free kicks, was involved in some good moves for us, but you know wasn't at his very, very best. And he brought on Henderson for Fabinho. You were a bit surprised by that because Fab had been playing really well and obviously Henderson's form this season didn't really warrant any sort of appearance, but to his credit, and to the credit of the other two subs, when they came on, they all played very, very well, and they did change the game as a collective. They helped us turn the tide. They were aided by the fact that Inter began to tire. They sort of blew themselves out in that 15-minute burst. And then we go one up. There's a good move that involves... A couple of players and Trent plays the ball into the box to Luis Diaz, who's made a great run from the left wing into an inside right uh, slot. Gets a shot away. It's a good block by the inter center back. Ball goes out for a corner. Andy Robertson comes across and it's an in swinging corner, which was interesting because prior to that we'd been focused on out swinging corners. Bobby makes a run to the near post and gets a great flick on the ball. Now, whether he was heading for goal or heading to get the ball into the danger area. I don't know. We'll give him the benefit of the doubt and say he was heading for goal. And it's a great, it's a great flick. Gives the goalkeeper no chance. Defense gets nowhere close to it. And in it goes 1-0 to the Reds. In that second half, you could argue it was against the balance of play, but we had certainly begun to move into the ascendancy before the first goal. After that, it was very much Liverpool's game. And we get a second late on through Mo Salah. It's a bit of a scramble in the box after a Virgil knockdown and Salah he- knocks it home from 15 yards out to make it two and give us that kind of safety net. Now, obviously, there's no away goals in the Champions League anymore. And I think it's a good thing when you look overall at the ties you'd look at the uh, Bayern-Red Bull-Salzburg tie 1-0 and say, isn't that a good thing that Bayern don't have that away goal advantage, that Salzburg can go there on an even footing and maybe give them a bit of a scare in the second leg like they gave them last night? So I don't buy into the narrative that doing away with away goals is a bad thing because I think a lot of the people criticising doing away with them were the ones criticising the very premise of them a couple of seasons back. We'll be very confident ahead of that second leg. It's very difficult to see Inter Milan coming to Anfield and beating us by two goals. And those two goals, I would really take it to extra time, remember. It wouldn't win them the game. It's very hard to see us losing by two goals at home to anybody. With Van Dijk playing the way he is, and he was absolutely sensational last night. A couple of moments in that game just reminded you of how special this guy is. There was one in the first half where the ball was played over to Jacko. Virgil let him take a touch, turned on the burners, just eased himself in front of Jacko, and Jacko just gave it up. Didn't even try and challenge the man. There was another when Dumfries, who's lightning... Was played in behind Virgil. Virgil turned to sprint and Dumfries didn't even bother. Didn't even bother trying. He, he knew he wasn't getting the best of him. But the best moment of the match from Virgil's point of view was a 1v1 against Latura Martinez. And he just dropped off him two yards and almost invited him to take him on. Like, you come and beat me and see what happens. And Latour wanted no part of it. He basically stopped moving. And let Thiago come back and get a tackle in. Van Dijk is back to his best. Kanate was exceptional last night. What a performance by that kid. Jürgen has dropped him into a couple of big games this season away from home. And he has delivered each and every time. 15 games in the team. Unbeaten thus far as a Liverpool player. That's exactly what you want to see. And that partnership with he and Virgil is one that could be very, very special over the next five years. And Kanate is the type that could extend Virgil's career by a couple of years because in time, he will be able to take on the mantle of being the main guy. And Virgil can ease into a mentor role, play a similar role in the team on the pitch to what Matip does, that secondary centre-back, while Kanate takes the lead. Virgil will still be able to do all the organising and leading as he does. Credit to them. Credit to Ali. Marshaled everything well. Dealt well with crosses. Like I said, Fabinho was excellent when he was on the pitch. And then the three subs that came on on 60, Kate Diaz and Henderson, all played very well. All in all, a very good night's work. I think Klopp got absolutely everything right last night. I don't think there's any area you could criticise him. I think what we saw last night was the ideal role. For Jordan Henderson. Which is as the backup six. Not to say he should never start games. But he should start games when Fabinho needs resting. Or is suspended or is injured or whatever. That's the role for him. In that number six position. Go back to 1920. The two best runs of form Jordan Henderson has had. Under Jurgen Klopp. The first half of sixteen seventeen, When he played as a six. And that four month spell in 1920 when he played as a six, when Fabinho got hurt. You'll remember that season, Henderson had a really poor start to the season. First three, four months, he was really poor as an eight. Moved to the six when Fabinho got injured and took his performances to a new level. And this season, he's been really poor, but this role suits him a lot more. He can play against. A number of teams, as long as they're not teams that run off the back of your midfielders, he'll be fine there. He provides an energy, an ability to retain the ball, and a calm head in certain games. So that's fine for a number of starts. You'd probably get him eight to ten in the league, a couple in the Champions League, all the cup games, and that's just for rotation. When it comes to, obviously, injuries and suspensions, there'll be more games there as well. And then you get him a ton of minutes off the bench. In games like last night, where you need an injection of energy, you can bring Henderson on. There'll be other games where you're two up on 70-75 and you want to see the game out. And he can come on and play keep ball with Thiago and Naby or whoever's there. So there's plenty of minutes to be had for Henderson as that backup six. But Klopp was proven absolutely correct yesterday with what he did, leaving him on the bench and bringing him on. And he plays with a bit of a chip on his shoulder when he comes off the bench as well, which is good. Um, so all things considered, a very, very good night for Liverpool. Obviously, the main Liverpool sites all have plenty of post-match coverage. Um, the This is Anfield lead with Hendo's death stare and Van Dijk's prowess. Five things fans spotted, so... The Henderson stare is Joel Matip slapping him on the back of the head and Henderson not knowing who it was. The good, the bad and the incredible squad last word on Inter Milan nil Liverpool 2. Uh, I contributed to that myself and John O'Sullivan, also of Anfield Index fame, uh, along with Henry Jackson, who's also done some work for the site in the past. Um, Klopp subs swung the game as media admire hugely impressive centre-backs. So, yeah, loads of good post-match stuff there on This Is Anfield if you want to check that out. On liverpool.com, Liverpool have incredible five-game advantage Jurgen Klopp will love as Man City gap can close. Jurgen Klopp and Liverpool may have an ideal advantage heading into a busy period of the season. It could potentially see them start to reel in Manchester City. That's by Ben Boxx. so check that one out. Um... Liverpool just got best-in-the-world hint from Pep Guardiola as FSG have 20 million option. So Pep was talking about Liverpool yesterday, uh, saying that they're one of the big contenders. uh, And this player here is Matthias Nunes that they're talking about as a potential option in midfield. Um, He wouldn't be... He wouldn't be the one I would go for from sporting. He's a good player, but for me, he wouldn't be the one I would go for from sporting. I think there's a couple of players there that are worth keeping keeping an eye on. But I think he's probably a little bit below our level. Liverpool still in for Mammoth, Kylian Mbappe transfer as Real Madrid seduced by Jurgen Klopp. Obviously, the Mbappe thing is going to run and run until he signs somewhere. And hopefully he just signs somewhere soon, be it with PSG, be it with Real Madrid, and all of this can be put to bed. Uh, Liverpool can compete, can complete perfect Jurgen Klopp transfer for free as FSG paying attention. Again, this is Quarantine Tolisso. Again, as I said the other day, this one doesn't make any sense. He's a very good player, but he is one of the most injury-prone players in Europe. And it really isn't worth Spending any kind of money on him, you know, because he'll want big wages and he'll want a big signing fee. Liverpool's 63 million double transfer could complete Jurgen Klopp evolution as Brazilian keen on move. Liverpool are one of the teams being linked with a transfer move for Anthony of Ajax. Meanwhile, Jurgen Klopp has looked at one of his Ajax teammates in the past. So, Ryan Gravenberch and Anthony are the two players being mentioned here. Gravenberch has been linked. Could be a very interesting addition in midfield. I think he's got one year left in his contract after this season. So it is possible that we would go for him. But what I would say is Mino Raiola is his agent, and we generally don't like dealing with Mino and his own particular brand of lunacy, because um, he's a pain in the arse, really. Let's... Let's be honest. I'm sure if you're a player, Mino is the perfect agent to have, but he is a pain in the backside um, for clubs to deal with. And then on AnfieldIndex dot com, there is plenty of new articles there. Mulby on the spot, optimistic future, Gale Force wins, and Henderson's worrying form. Key stats as Liverpool's European Royals earn an important win. At the San Siro, that one is from Richard Coles, and uh, a piece about under pressure. I think I mentioned that one yesterday. Podcast wise, uh, there's a new moby on the spot. Obviously, you may have you may have seen the uh, kerfuffle over what Jan said. What Jan said was correct, and um, people should show a bit more respect to the man. There is the latest under pressure. The latest scouted. There'll be another scouted out today. And there will be a rivalry con for the weekend as well Obviously there was a post-match Raw after last night's game Now it is in two parts Because we recorded it live on Discord The recorder broke or something So the first half is out And the second half will be out With Guy stepping in for Trev Myself and Carl, we re-recorded basically the, the part that got lost So that's there. That's Molly saying hello. Um, Molly is in with me today for reasons known only to her. Normally she ignores me most of the day, but she wants to be in shouting at me and uh, causing trouble for the day. Right, that is me for today, folks. I will see you all tomorrow. Bye-bye.
0: We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement.